Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We've made it to week two and it's session one. Now last week we did six four minute intervals for session one. This week we're going to do seven. So it's seven four minute intervals at your 5k stroke rate and your pace is going to be 5k plus one to three which is run about 2k plus six to eight. Now importantly this week you're going to have two and a half minutes rest in between rather than session one last week being only two minutes. So it should keep it on par but you're just going to be working for an extra four minutes for this workout. Okay, now let's get straight into our four minute warm up. First up, set your machine. Now take a drag factor. If you don't know about drag factor, then please do check out the video on this channel. Then set the monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, your foot straps. Make sure they cover either the bottom lace on your shoe or if you row in socks like me, that they cover a point in your foot which allows you to bend forward properly at the front without your toes getting grabbed. Okay, so we're going to do warm-up four minutes at uh, around about 18 strokes a minute and I'll just talk you through as we go through different stages of the warm-up. All right, so let's get ready to go in three, two, one, and we're off. Now, like I've taken to saying the past few warm-ups, it's a warm-up. You're not meant to be winning any races yet. So just take it nice and gentle for the first minute. Make sure your body is used to the fact that you're about to be rowing. So just think about a solid drive from your legs. Not too much power. Make sure you're connecting properly at the front as the handle hits the, well, picks up the flywheel through the chain. And just make sure your body's starting to go through the motions of what you're going to be doing today. After all, seven four-minute intervals, that's 28 minutes. And yeah, you're not going to be working at 5k pace for those 28 minutes, but you're not going to be far off it. And even with the two and a half minute rest in between, it's still going to feel like a good, hard effort, which is what these session ones of the 5K are. These mid-tier workouts aren't mid-intensity, they're hard efforts. They're just not absolute eye-bulging efforts. All right, so two more strokes. And then we're going to take one foot out, put it on the floor, single leg. Make sure and still get a good press out of the leg that's in the foot strap. This is about 
loads of things. It's about the sensation of your leg press. It's about the feeling of compression at the front. It's about flexibility. Let's change feet. Making sure you've got that flexibility at the front, which sometimes having both legs strapped in, you can be slightly hindered. So this will help your hip flexors. Well, to be honest, stretching your hip flexors helps a lot too, so. Two more strokes, one more stroke. Both feet in, slight bend to the knees, then just rock through your hips with a body, rock, body, lean, whatever you want to call it, and pull in with your arms. Huh. Now, here's an interesting sensation. I found my heart rate monitor, so I put it on today, but the strap has just fallen all the way down. Diet must be working. Right, reverse, straight arms, and push through the legs. Don't have to worry about it being a full slide, just it's the important part of this is right at the front here as you pick up the flywheel. Just to make sure that you hit that catch. Try and get into your shins vertical position at the front. One more, one more. I'll talk more about technique as we get through the intervals, don't worry about it, but that's the warm up all done. So you keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink. Um, I'll tighten my heart rate belt while this screams up and I'll go through one more time what it is we're doing today. Once again then, what we're doing today is seven four minute intervals at your 5K rate, which for me is around about 28 strokes per minute. And you're gonna be doing this with two and a half rests in between. Now, before I go into pace, if you're gonna set your monitor, please make sure to just set the four minute intervals with undefined rest. If you try and set them at the two and a half minutes rest, we're gonna end up going out of sync just because of the quirk of how the monitor works, okay? Pace-wise then, while you're pressing the buttons on your, your monitor, pace-wise, you're gonna be doing this at your 5K pace plus one to three seconds, which is 2K plus around about six to eight. Personally, I'm gonna be sitting on the back end of this. I'm gonna be doing the 5K plus three because I don't want to risk this going anywhere near a top tier session. And I know that a plus three is gonna to be tough enough as it is. Towards the end, if I feel actually I could go a little bit faster, then maybe intervals five, six, and seven, I'll go up to the plus one, but I'm gonna start off at plus three, which for me means I'm gonna be doing this at one minute 53 pace. So you should be able to see at the bottom of the screen that that's exactly what I'm, well, aiming to do. But say exactly what I'm doing, but you know me. So remember, keep up with me for stroke rate. We may waver from time to time, but I'll try and keep you as close to 28 as I can. And then remember your pace is personal to you. So your 5K pace plus one to three, or your 2K pace plus six to eight. Um, sit on the back end of it if you're thinking, I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure this goes nowhere near top tier. Okay, Whew. long intro. Ready to go then, four minutes at 5K rate, which is 28 for me in three, two, one, go. Get yourself settled into this. Get used to what the stroke rate is and what your pace should be. So there we go. I'm gonna hover in between 28 and 29. 
the stroke rate, but maybe overcooking it slightly for pace. So I'll just back off the amount of pressure I'm putting through my legs on each stroke until I hit 53. Now, if you're not used to higher rates, like 28, you can sometimes feel a bit awkward to be moving this fast up and down the rail. If that's the case, what I don't want you to do is shorten the length of your stroke either the actual leg drive or your recovery I'd rather you took full strokes at a slightly lower stroke rate than you try to choke your stroke of course there'll be reasons why you can't hit the stroke rate number one is going to be your body angle at the back of the stroke or at least your body position you want to be a nice powerful back without a crumpled lower back which will help you swing forwards over your hips which you initiate from getting the handle away from you as quickly as possible well not as quickly as possible but with rhythm so the pace you pull the handle in at get it away from you at and that swinging momentum helps your body rock forwards and you slide back up the rail nice and quick right Few more shots to go. Two more. One more. Two and a half minutes rest. Have a drink. Move up and down the rail. Don't stop fully. So either just rock up and down like I'm doing, or once you've had a 
quick drink. If you want to have, pick up the handle and do some very light rowing, you can. But the point here being, I don't want you to do any kind of, any rowing of any exertion. What's the word I'm looking for? Don't exert yourself. Leave everything power-wise to the actual intervals themselves. Don't want you to tie yourself out through the, the rest interval. Wearing the heart rate monitor. My heart rate's not actually showing up anymore. Maybe I just lost it when it slid down. It's good to know my exercise and healthy eating plan is working though. If the heart rate monitor was too loose and it slid down. I have gone down post, I'm trying to think what it was, July, so three months. If it's from March, so April, May, June, yeah. So in like three and a half months, I'd put on, I mean, if you watch back to some of the videos, I put on quite a lot of weight. I ended up at a 36 inch waist. Um, measuring myself this afternoon, I was 33. So between July, August, September, I've gone down three inches waist size, which is quite good. It means that t-shirts like this are now a little bit more baggy. <laughs> Rather than you can see some of them, I'm kind of bulging at the sides, I'm still, but anyway. Well, do you like the new, the new merch? It's the Row Along t-shirts. Um, available to buy at rowalong.com slash shop. If you've given me the moment to advertise. Right, we're at 15 seconds to go. If you're on the undefined rests, then press your button now to get ready to start into the next interval. Remember, same again, four minutes, 5K rate, 5K plus one, uh, one to three. In three, two, one, go. <sighs> Sorry, that was a bit rushed. We're trying to get back into the rhythm as quickly as possible. Depending on how you're feeling, sometimes a session like this, it's a good idea to cover the split time so keep the stroke rate so you can see it but put something over the pace you're rowing at because often you're aiming to hit the number rather than doing what your body is capable of Like I seem to be leaning towards 152 more and I'm kind of almost having to ease off slightly to hit 153. So the question is, if I didn't see my pace and I just sat down and rode this session at 28 strokes a minute would I go faster 
Right, halfway there. To be honest, it's the same for me anyway. I never roll with watts or calories showing on the screen. So I could just flip the screen over to the calories or watts because it doesn't tell what the pace is but then eventually I'd still use that to know if I was going faster or slower than previous intervals Don't worry, technique chat will resume in the next interval. I just want you to focus for a while on what you're doing rather than listening to me tell you what I think you should be doing. Thirty seconds. Come on, shouldn't be too tough yet. You'll be breathing hard, but shouldn't really have got into the hard category yet. Overall, one more. Good job. Well done. Now the handy thing, of course, about setting your monitor to the intervals, even if you are using undefined rest, is that you can, as much as I was saying before, you can cover your monitor with a piece of paper or something to hide your progress. If you set to average intervals, you can track your progress. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, so both, both of those intervals for me, I did at 152 and a half average um, and covered Ah, 1066 Battle Hastings. Both of them 1066 meters, so identical for the two of them. Now, depending on how the monitor works, if you're on undefined rests, your pace might not work out as an average. If you start the next interval with 10 seconds to go, can't remember if the PM5 counts those 10 seconds towards your next one, so it'll kind of back, it'll kind of falsify your average, but your meters won't be falsified, so. Uh, that's a good way to track how you're getting on comparing each one if you're on the undefined rests just to be absolutely sure it's not doing a hiccup for time-wise if you start the timer early. Two and a half minutes rest should really get you. Right. Yeah, my watch tells me my heart rate. So I'm 96 right now. I didn't know it was when I stopped, but uh, yeah. 
two and a half minutes you let your cam right back down again. Remember the point of this one is just to make you work hard but not to destroy you. Certainly the beginning of the session. Actually, I mean, destruction isn't the point at the end either. We're just supposed to feel hard. Okay, so 15 seconds to go. Press your button if you're on those undefined rests that I just whiffle waffled about. And we're going in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's go. Same again. Hopefully by now, you won't even need to be watching me for the rhythm. Like I've been saying in the past couple of videos, it's incredible how your body just gets used to that rhythm. Used to knowing how much power to put out for the pace you need. The first interval, you might be all over the place. But once you get your groove, it's really easy to get that groove back. So this is one of the reasons that a lot of the sessions in this 5K training plan are at the 5K stroke rate. So you can get used to the rhythm of rowing at your 5K stroke rate. And that's why there's usually one session a week as well where you row close, if not on, 5k pace so that you're used to the sensations that you need to put in to hit 5k. I'm a great believer and exposing yourself to race pace quite often so you don't panic if you look at the 2k plans not that many of them have you actually rowing at 2k rate and pace So, if you only ever did the sessions of the plan, when you eventually came to do a 2K test, you'll be, this feels awful, when it shouldn't. So, that's why when you compare my 5k to the 2k it feels a bit more in keeping with your actual 5k time trial one minute to go think about those arms get them away away in away in away. <laughs> no, I'm not singing a wimb away. A wimb away. Whew. 
30 seconds. Remember, it's all from your legs. A good push from the front of the machine. Pushing the machine away from you. Three, two, one. Three down, four to go. Like I say, don't stop. Ah, 10.70 that time, eh? There goes my perfect OCD row. OCD rows are where you, you do a row and all the splits, the distance you cover, the average split per 500 and your stroke rate are all exactly the same for every split of your row. And also the meters all add up to be that perfect. So if it was, uh, 50 plus 50 plus 50 plus 50 plus 50 should be 250 but sometimes the way concept 2 works it'll round up and make it 251 meters and that's a pain when that happens so if you're trying to do an OCD row where all of your splits are the same and you've got the split time right you've got the stroke rate right you think you've got the meters right but then it suddenly rounds on adds on another one at the end Grr. it's okay if you're just doing five two minute pieces but if you've just done five 20 minute pieces and like your last one blows it or it just is the, the average that blows it, oh yes. I don't think I've ever completed an OCD room. I think I've done it once, as in tried it. <laughs> Closest I get to doing that is with the cool downs that we do on RoPro. I've spoken about this before as well. The cooldowns last either nine minutes or 2K, if you basically transpose. So if you roll for nine minutes, you want to do it at 2.15 pace so that you hit exactly 2K at the end. In the same way that if you dial in 2K, then you want to roll so that it takes exactly nine minutes. It's the closest I ever get to OCD is trying to hit that point. It's maybe offensive calling it that, to be honest. I'm not making fun of the condition. Right, 15 seconds to go. Press the button if you're on undefined, ready for interval four, starting in 10. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. <sighs> there we go. So I think I was starting a little bit too fast that time up at 30, but it's almost like my body's now kind of nicely warmed up and kind of like, come on, come on coach, let's go fast. But we've still got four intervals to go. And if week one, session one taught us anything, it was that the first five intervals felt great. But it was the sixth interval, which, tip the scale slightly so I wonder will the same happen to me 
and maybe you with today's row but we're going to get to the sixth interval and everything will be okay but it'll be that last final seventh one which will really feel as though you've had a good workout today so quick technique we've not spoken about it properly for a while make sure at the front of the stroke to try and get your shins pointing vertically straight up here here and then no matter whether your heels raise or not when it comes to starting the stroke I want you to really concentrate on planting those heels into the footplate and pushing the machine away get them both down just feel that sensation of your heels pressing into the footplate this is one of the reasons that I row in socks and so I can really feel my heels lock in to the footplate and then make sure to put in a solid drive all the way back it's not just about the front of the machine it's about a full-on push push and your body and arms the top then in the next interval four three two one what's going on? Uh. <coughs> oh my microphone's all where have you gone? nope what's going on? polar heart rate thing I couldn't find the other day I'll solve my microphone issues Excuse me. I'll go silent for a sec there you go back with you again sorry about that been a while since I've had microphone issues I think I made my cable too long today. 
think we're just getting caught up on the, the little plastic heart rate bit. So we'll see how this one goes. Hopefully it's not clicking and thumping around the place. Because if it is, I'll have to redo this video. I don't know if I fancy doing that. Although I could wear, if I did it again, I could wear the black one of these t-shirts. Did I tell you that they're for sale? <laughs> Actually I bought, what did I get? I got this white one, a black one, and a red vest, a sleeveless vest. Um, and just, I'm not saying, I mean, no one's gonna go and buy the t-shirts, but if you do, I ordered a medium vest. Now this is a medium t-shirt. You can see it's nice and loose on me, the technical t-shirt. The vest that I ordered was a medium. It's more like a small, it's quite tight. You won't be seeing me in that anytime soon. Um, so yeah, I can put it up for a prize, apart from the fact I've worn it. Stick it on eBay, I could wear it. Take a photo of myself, put it on eBay and see how many people pay me to take the, <laughs> take the listing off. <laughs> no, I just tickled myself. Make myself laugh. Uh, right, press the button if you're on undefined rest. Because we're going for interval five in 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So we left the last one talking about the importance of a good solid push of the machine with your legs. Okay, so as you're at the front, push. And I want your leg drive to go all the way back. Don't lock your knees, but get your legs out straight. So you're putting in as much power as your legs will give you. And then you're comfortable for the recovery, which is about your arms going away, your body rocking forwards, and then your knees bend once the handle is across your knees. That's really all your legs do. Shins to vertical, then drive, then knees bend. There's not much else they're needed for. You don't yank yourself to a stop on the foot straps or pull yourself forwards by yanking on the foot straps. Your legs just Drive, bend, drive, bend. That's really all they need. Your body, that swings from one o'clock at the front to 11 at the back and then back to one again. but the timing, that's what matters. So stay in that one o'clock as you start your leg drive. 
and try to hold it until your leg drive is kind of, well, at least halfway done. And then with your arms going forwards, you get back into that one o'clock position for all of the slide back to the front. So what you'll see is that the leaning back portion really only happens for about a quarter of the duration of your stroke at maximum, even less. It's almost worthwhile just thinking about leaning forwards. Five, four, three, two. Ah. Five down, two to go. Yeah, if you can just think for the entire stroke about a forward body lean, shoulders over the hips, what's gonna happen is as you drive, you'll just automatically go into a backward lean. And then you still think forward lean. So as you come, it's hard because of the inertia moving backwards. It's pretty hard to finish the stroke, <laughs> even without the handle. It has to all come from here if you do that. So your body will naturally finish in your 11 o'clock position at the back. So you just have to think about hands away and rocking forward. So just always just think, I'm just going to keep my shoulders in front of my hips. You think, right, my shoulders are in front of my hips. My shoulders are in front of my hips. And even though you're leaning back, they would be. The important part though, is you don't fight against it. I even felt in that example then, but as I was trying to do the example, of trying to stay forward, I was kind of going and rounding everything in the attempt to try and keep my shoulders over my hips. That's not the point. You are meant to let yourself go back. So don't artificially mess up your stroke, but you can just think the whole time about, right, I just want shoulders in front of hips, shoulders in front of hips, then your body will, let's see, yeah, ta-da. Listen, when it comes to, we all know this, when it comes to stroke technique and stuff, I talk a great game, and then when you actually see me rowing, especially at pace, you can see the flaws, I and mean, you could write a novel, well, maybe a novel, I could write a novel, and no one else, on the flaws in my stroke. So I'm telling you what to do because I'm trying to tell myself what to do at the same time. I know I've got an overlean at the front. I know I've got a butt scoot. I know I can collapse my lower back. Just trying to fix it. Right, press the continue next interval if you're on undefined rests because we hit interval six in five, four, three, two, one, go. So this is interval six. 
for two more, to, well, two more, including this one. So like I say, if you just think about trying to get your forward lean position and combine that with thoughts of a powerful back, right? So you're not, you're not collapsing your lower back at the end. So imagine you're sitting on a carrot and it's poking right up your backside. You don't want it to snap. So you're keeping a nice, powerful, erect back. Not, I'm not talking bolt upright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so upright. Hello. Not that. Just powerful. Don't know why I suddenly became a posh English rower. Apologies to all posh English rowers. Oh, that demonstration has knocked me right off my pace. And then, what I haven't really mentioned is what your arms do. Talked about the recovery, but at the front of the machine, nice and straight. And then through the drive, nice and straight. Then as your back leans back, then bend your elbows and send your elbows through your sides as you pull in the handle to run about sternum height or brass strap or heart rate strap height and a good solid finish and maybe all about the legs but your arms still add some of the power So make sure and put in a good finish. Squeeze your shoulder blades together. And then send the handle straight back out again. All in pretty much the same height back and forwards. Four, three, two, one. Yeah, 
slow to the lot. I think my upright stupid example cost me. Well, I suppose I've been 1066, 1066, 70, 68, 65, now I'm on 62. So two minutes rest left. Not too much rest in total, don't worry. So 150 rest left. And then we hit the next interval, so definitely, I lost my heart rate, 130 now. What's that, almost a minute gone into the, so I figure with my heart rate recovery, I'll probably finish about 155 or something. And that last one, so. I think this is gonna be exactly what happened last week where the first six felt, I mean, yes, they're tough, I'm breathing hard, felt up my legs, and I definitely was happy to see this two and a half minutes. But like I keep saying, this isn't the same as doing a sprint session or whatever that you're just rolling around on the floor afterwards knackered uh, or just completely exhausted. You, you work hard on these, okay? Hard is the key that you work hard but you don't work to max, okay? So really, if I was to rename all the tiers, I'd kind of go, oh no, I think I still stick with bottom as the, which is meant to be an easy one. So bottom, hard, max, maybe. Maybe calling this mid fakes off a few people because they think it's like a middle effort, where it's not a middle effort, it's middle in terms of how we train. But middle is like the difference between sitting on the couch and working so hard you lie on the floor. In between that, it's middle. And that's kind of quite easy, and that's your bottom tier. That's not what we're talking about. Sorry, I'm confusing me. Well, yeah, I'm probably not, if I follow you perfectly, but I'm confusing myself. Right, press the button, undefined rest, people. We're going in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Now, I didn't really, I purposefully didn't mention whether to push it when we got to interval five. So what I wanted you to make up your mind that way. Now I'm gonna try and close this one off at 151, which for me is 5K plus one right now. If you want to have a little, little stinger in the tail, you do the same. But if you're already finding it nudging its way towards a top tier workout, I don't want you to go any faster, okay? Keep this as a mid-tier hard session, not a top tier max. Now, here's where we hit a time dimension. Two and a half minutes to go. This two and a half 
will go so slowly. Whereas all of your two and a half rests will have gone so quickly. Two minutes to go. Don't let your technique suffer towards the end. Keep a powerful back at front and back. And that means a braced core too in order to help the power transfer from your legs through your body to your arms into the handle one minute it's all from the legs come on keep your stroke rate to your 5k rate and be honest with your pace if you wanted to go fast at 5k plus one hold it don't ease off it's only 20 seconds to go you can do it you don't need to finish big just finish strong three two one Uh, point one off and actually stroke rate overcooked by one two heart rate right now is 163 so figure maybe 163 165 was the actual finish it's a shame my heart rate monitor messed up Means there's a blank, blank space on the overlay. Right, just row. You okay? You manage to cool down? Don't worry if you have to join me. A few seconds into it, as you recover, just your breathing, have a drink, do so. Cool down in three, two, one, go. So I like the idea of actually just holding 2.15 for cooldowns for me, which is 2k plus 30 or 5k plus 25. It's a good pace for making sure your legs have to engage, your arms have to connect, but Importantly, 
if you're doing it around about 20 strokes a minute it shouldn't feel like you're exerting yourself so it gives your muscles a chance to just get the blood circulating through them gives your breathing a chance to just ease down a bit without crashing to a stop and it gives your heart an option to just wind down instead of plummet and when have you ever heard the word plummet used in a good way I said that one before oops that'd be sweaty hands crikey blimey <laughs> sorry sweaty not sweaty now that's something that never happens took me by surprise how's that for an outtake yeah me and the family always talk about how plummet is never used in a good way it's always plummet to your death or well it's mostly plummet to your death to be honest right that's two minutes done I'm gonna stop you keep on cooling down as I go through my never-ending ranting at the end of the session I'll try not to so that's week two session one well done for getting through it hopefully you listened to me for your pacing you didn't try and have any heroics at the top certainly by holding the pace the back end of the pace for most of it, it kind of kept it that even though we were doing four minutes extra work even though we had the two and a half minutes rest as opposed to the six times four with two minutes rest by holding the pace right it kept it right where that's meant to be okay so you start off at mid effort and then you're gonna go down to low next in session two session three then goes up to that kind of max top tier and then back down to the low again and then you're gonna finish with another mid effort again so the whole point being that your your body's in and out of it you're never going like you're not doing two max sessions in a week because that's too much of a toll in your body um, so you're doing two mid and you get what I mean it's like if you did all the low ones as a mid you'd end up with like four mid sessions and that's just that's gonna just wear you down both mentally and physically anyway I thought of ah let's just do um <laughs> that's the wrong word <laughs> sorry I'll just made myself laugh again for the hashtag um handle slip I was about to say something else beginning with with N and ending in Ipple but I suddenly realised that's not what happened these t-shirts are lovely you can't see no. oh. wardrobe malfunction but no yeah hashtag handle slip okay <laughs> I've gone mad I'm telling you it's the, the joys of a Saturday night and uh, chorizo pasta tonight so um, that's obviously what I'm looking forward to and a nice glass of orange squash that's what happens when you stop drinking but hey that's also what happens that's how you lose three inches around your waist and your heart rate monitor comes down because you stop drinking so anyway I hope you enjoyed today's row <laughs> today's row have you made it this far really um yeah hope you enjoyed today's row and I will see you in session two of week two which is back to being a nice lower rate uh, longer one just to get that engine built up thanks once again for joining me make sure to leave some comments subscribe if you haven't already check out the website at rowalong.com make sure and check out the details of this 5k plan which is which there's a link there but it's rowalong.com slash 5000 plan but just f follow the link and I'll go find out whose dog's barking outside anyway Long outro, have a great day, goodbye.
For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.